and welcome to the Northridge Vineyard Evening Community Podcast. We're a church community in Sydney, Australia who are passionate about pursuing God together and seeing the world changed by His love. We hope this message challenges and inspires you. For more talks and other resources, please visit our website, www.northridge.org.au. Well, good evening, guys. Uh, it's great to be with you this evening. Welcome into my living room, and thank you for welcoming me into your living room this evening. Uh, whether you're just on your own, or whether you've got one or two people from your household with you, or you've got a group of people with you this evening, it's great uh, that we can all be together in this way. If you've been with us over the last little while, you'll know that we are doing a series on the life of the Apostle Paul. Now, often when we think of Paul, we think about theology and doctrine, and those really uh, tricky passages that we wrestle through, uh, sometimes very complex passages. Um, And we're so grateful for those. But we wanted to take an opportunity just to look at the life of the man. Because at the end of the day, Paul was just a person like you and I. And so often when we begin to understand people's lives and we see um, what they've had to work through and wrestle through in life, we understand a bit more about who they are and why they write the things that they do. So we are going to uh, kick off this evening by reading the passage, which is Acts 18, 1 to 17. I'd like to do it a little bit differently uh, this evening. So I would like you to pause the video grab your remote control and uh, get the passage out, whether, you know, get your Bibles, whether it's uh, electronic or paper Bible. Um, If you're on your own, just to read that passage to yourself, maybe out loud if you feel comfortable to, or if there's a group of you, maybe pick one or a few people to read that passage Um, and just allow, yeah, the Holy Spirit just to speak to us. I'm going to pray for us and then we will push pause And you can all read through the scripture um, in your different living rooms. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you bring scripture alive to us and that you uh, teach us um, and, uh, yeah, just show us who you are as we read scripture. And I pray for us this evening, Lord, that as we read through scripture, that you would speak to us and that you would draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this evening, we're gonna look at Paul the Persistent. As you read through Paul's letters, in the New Testament, we see over and over again places where he persisted through hardship, where there were quite huge things that happened to him, and he still continued to push through in sharing the gospel and sharing Jesus with the Jews and the Gentiles. Um, If you turn with me to 2 Corinthians, you can see there um, he even kind of lists them all out. He says he was in prison frequently, he was flogged severely, he was beaten to death numerous times, Um, he got the 40 lashes more than once, he was shipwrecked, stoned, constantly on the move, 
in river in danger from rivers I'm not quite sure what that means uh, maybe flooding uh, bandits Jews Gentiles false believers he was in danger in the city he was in danger in the country he was in danger at sea just really there wasn't really any safe place for him he he toiled, he laboured, he's been without food, he's been cold and naked. All those things happened to Paul as he was doing what he had felt the Lord had put on his heart, which is to go and share Jesus um, and to bring the good news and the gospel to those who didn't know. Now, my story of persistence is not quite so harrowing, um, but if any of you have ever tried to make uh, fudge, you will know that this, the, the the process of making fudge, you need to be really specific. So a few years ago, the kids um, had a fate at school and I just had this amazing picture in my head of, you know, like those old school, like lollies, like the British lolly shop. And I thought, yes, I'm going to make that amazing fudge. I'm going to do like heaps of packets of it. I'm going to uh, decorated and it's just going to be fantastic and so I checked the recipe and all the apparatus you need and I bought the special thermometer and everything that you needed anyway did it the first time and I burnt the fudge so that was too hot so I thought that's okay it's just the first time I've done it did it the second time but not hot enough and then it didn't set then I did it a third time and that was kind of okay. Then I did a fourth time and it caramelized. And then I did a fifth and I just realized, oh my goodness, this process is much harder than I thought it was. That some of the specific things that were needed was, was so um, nuanced that just a little bit over or a little bit under would make such a difference. But in me was this dogged, determination to reach forward to that goal that I had in my mind, that picture of what this fudge would look like, that it kept me going and going. Needless to say, the family really enjoyed the caramel and all the, not the burnt fudge, but all the other varieties <laughs> um, that came out of it. But it was really took a long time for me to, to get to that. And even then, didn't, I didn't quite get it. Now, one of the things that really helped me was this picture that I had of where I wanted to go and what I wanted um, to see. And that kept me persisting through that. You know, for Paul, the picture that he had was, I think, when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. You know, that moment for Paul as he met the risen Lord, the Messiah, would have changed everything for him. It would have completely been the fulfillment of everything he had been working towards as a Jew um, who loved the law and who was a fervent Jew. But it also would have shattered his whole world. And so I think that as Paul is persisting through a lot of these things, he is holding that encounter that he has with Jesus in his forefront, in the forefront of his mind. And that is why, why he keeps going back and he keeps persisting and he keeps heading um, 
overcoming those difficulties to head in that direction. He even in Philippians says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which Christ has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I think at that point, Paul knew that his life was not his own. And so he kept working towards that. Now, if we we look back at at the passage, um, because I'm coming back to that, I hadn't forgotten. Uh, As I was reading through that, I just um, felt that the Lord highlighted to me um, just in the early passages, verse 4 and verse 5. And... Basically, this is an example of a reminder, really, of how Paul persists in relationships. Now, we know that every time Paul went to a new city or a new town, he went into the synagogue um, and he would uh, share about the Messiah in the synagogue. And actually, this is probably the second last time he does that. And he finally goes, I'm actually just going to go to the Gentiles. Um, But... It's really interesting because if you look at verse 4, Paul says every Sabbath he reasoned. He kept going back and back and back. And then Silas and Timothy, so he kind of got the guys together and a little bit of reinforcement. And um, so Silas and Timothy come from Macedonia. And then Paul uh, devotes himself exclusively to preaching and testifying to the Jews that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, you've got to remember, this is a Jewish boy who was a fervent Jew um, who is now coming and preaching the Messiah to his own people. He's not very liked. You remember Chris talked a few uh, weeks ago about him being a misfit. He's not really liked by the Jews. He's not really liked by the Christians because he's kind of still feared by the Christians. But he is continuing to go back to the Jews. And he, um, it says, like I said, it says he goes back every week. Now, I wonder how he found that. I wonder what that was like for him, that he just kept going back and coming back and going back. In verse 6, it says, but when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook his clothes in protest. It's interesting that, you know, I think sometimes we can quit our relationships too early or quit, Um, we can feel that hardship in a situation uh, can drive us to quit and just give up. But I love this example of Paul because we see it in all other areas of Paul's life. Um, And so we see it in this relationship, in these relationships with the Jews, is that he kept going back. He kept pursuing that because he knew how important that was. He did, however, draw the line when they became abusive and blasphemous, some of the other translations say. And uh, his words are pretty strong. He says, your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I'll go to the Gentiles. And there's one more situation where he goes back to a synagogue, but really from then on, he goes to the Gentiles. But the thing I just felt like the Lord wanted um, us to take away from the, that this evening is that the Lord wants us to persevere in relationships in a, and in the things that he has called us 
to do. And so we see Paul being persistent here, a man who keeps persevering because he knows what Jesus has done and who Jesus is, and he holds that in front of him, and he keeps pushing in and keeps pressing in to let people know about the good news of Jesus. I don't know about you, but it's not always easy uh, to persevere. Uh, Sometimes um, it can be really hard to persist, whether it's through um, a hard relationship, whether it's through studies, whether it's through conflict at work, whatever it is, or conflict with um, friendships, it can be really hard to persevere and persist through those things. I love with Paul that he clearly has this picture of what God or what Jesus has done that drives him to do that. Like, like he said, we press on towards the goal, which is Christ Jesus. And I think for us, um, holding Jesus as that prize that we want to keep leaning into is really important. But like I say, you know, sometimes we just get tired in persevering and sometimes it gets really hard. I don't know about you, just with, with where things are at the moment in the world, it can just feel like um, it's a bit like walking through mud as we persevere, you know, lots of change going on, lots of um, not knowing what restrictions are when and when are things going to open up or get back to normal again, whatever normal is. And so persisting and pushing through that can be really hard. Um, And so, you know, what are some of those things that stop us from persevering and pushing through? I think one of the things is um, we just get really tired. I don't know about you, but the, you know, as we keep pushing in and keep pushing in and keep pushing in on things and keep going back, we can kind of get an exhaustion or a tiredness in us that means we just have no capacity to keep going on those things and um, we can either just want to give up or or want to walk away Um, I love you know as we look at the life of Jesus uh, when he got tired what did Jesus do he went and spent time with his father he went um, to a quiet place to pray and so I think even as we might feel tired in persevering and persisting through things, we know that we can go and spend time with our Father and allow him to restore us, um, to revive us and to refresh us. I think sometimes something that stops us from persevering is just attack from the enemy. You know, I'm just so aware that Satan's number one goal is to divide us and separate us, you know, whether it's from God, whether it's from each other. He just wants to bring division um, and separation and isolation. And so sometimes it's just the enemy having a go at us to try and separate us or isolate us. And actually, um, we need to press in in those times and go back to the Lord um, and have him fight our spiritual battles for us, recognise that he is the one who fights that battle. 
um, and to come under that. I think sometimes also in terms of pushing through, you know, we don't have the tools to do that. Sometimes there have been traumas or past experiences that means we find it hard to press through or press into something. And so we need to allow the Lord to come and heal those spaces. We need to allow him and invite him in to come and restore those parts of us and help us and give us tools to then move forward. You know, one of the things I love most about scripture is just how real it is. And so even as we look at Paul and we understand that him as this man who perseveres and persists and pushes through, he is certainly not perfect. There are examples through scripture of him kind of just throwing in the towel and going, okay, I'm not even going to do that. Um, if you want to have a read of that, that's in Acts 15 uh, with Barnabas where they have a disagreement about um, John Mark um, and Paul just basically goes his own way and Barnabas goes his own way. And, and so we don't have to be perfect in this journey of persevering. Um, and I think there are some times that we do need to walk away and to let go of things. Um, again, you know, as we go back to that passage, we see that when the Jews became abusive and blasphemous, um, Paul walked away. And so there is a time to walk away. But we want to be people who persevere and persist. You know, Jesus persevered in coming to this world, in bringing the kingdom, in bringing restoration back with God for all people. And so we want to be the kind of people who do that, even when it is hard. As we come into land now, um, we're just going to spend a little bit of time allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us. You know, as I've been speaking, I'm wondering if there are situations or people that have been brought to mind about where you know that God is asking you to persevere in or push into. Um, maybe situations that you have got a bit tired in or that you know that the enemy is having a go at or that you know that maybe you don't have the tools for. Um, ask the Lord just to show you those places and those spaces. Um, and then I'd love you to ask the Holy Spirit, what is the next step in this? You know, maybe it is just spending some time with the Father and allowing the Father to bring refreshing so that you can keep pushing on and keep persevering. Maybe it is um, grabbing some people to pray with you and pushing you into the spiritual battle and praying into that. You know, Ephesians 6, the armour of God um, and, and warring in the spiritual and not just in the physical. Uh, maybe there are some things that you know, some tools that you need. Um, and so maybe it's uh, going and asking somebody to help you with that, whether it's a counsellor or a psychologist or a mentor, um, somebody who can walk with you as you um, ask God and seek God for healing in areas. 
so that you can keep persevering and pushing through and persisting in what he has called you to. So as we close up now, why don't you take this opportunity just to come before the Lord on your own. Um, feel free to stand or kneel or sit, whatever um, you feel comfortable with. Uh, and uh, maybe even just play some worship music over um, yourself or in the room and just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you, to speak to you and to guide you.